And now, live in studio, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. He's a successful entrepreneur, published author, top listing agent, a real estate and finance expert that goes to bat for you every day as a consumer advocate. Your host and the consumer quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. And welcome to the Consumer Quarterback Show, helping you win. As a consumer, making you more street smart here on the show. And we would love for you to save our hotline number. You reach out, any questions, comments you have, we would love to connect with you. Support the show at 813 750 0550. Call or text the hotline 813 750 0550. Had a lot of people reaching out last week talking about uh, the credit check, credit improvements, getting pre approved for mortgage. Uh, had some legal questions as well. So we welcome all questions to our consumer advocate hotline. Also, so consumerqb.com is the website, your number one resource there at consumerqb.com. Uh, all things here in Tampa Bay, over 50 different show partners, 80 different areas of consumer advocate content and advice right here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. We're going to help you win in any marketplace. Giving a shout out as well to our friends over at Veteran Gutters. Brandon Porter and his team do a great job. If you're looking to add gutters to your home, why not support a local area business? Also, a veteran served our country proudly, and it's American-made products. Veteran Gutters, Brandon Porter and his team do a great job right here in beautiful Tampa Bay. And we got a great lineup for you today. Let's make our introductions. Uh, we've got attorney Millie Athanason back on the show. Welcome back, Millie. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be on. Hey, awesome. Have to, great to have you here. Law Offices of Millicent Athanason. And uh, what are kind of topics you want to talk about today, Millie? You know, I thought I might talk about some children's issues today and talk about time sharing or what is commonly called visitation here in, in Florida and talk a little bit about how that works. Awesome. Time sharing. I love that. And talking about family law, some of the divorce situations uh, that come up as well. And and we've got Julian Bourbon as well, Children's Cancer Center. Hey, welcome back, Julian. Thanks for having me. Hey, my pleasure. So I'm going to dive in uh, to some of your new uh, areas of expansion with uh, the Sarasota move and also kind of catch up on the ride, restore, refresh as well. Uh, Before we do, let me just touch on a couple of hot listings from the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. I've got a couple of properties here in Tampa Bay. Uh, Great opportunity at 5402 U.S. Highway 92. Have you ever thought about owning your own nightclub, spot, uh, saloon, slash bar. we got a great opportunity. It's commercial property here, 5402 U.S. Highway 92 out in Plant City. This is a great opportunity here in beautiful Tampa Bay. 2,000-square-foot uh, building, corner lot, uh, great location, large parking lot as well. And the business has been operating for a long time. It's got a lot of clients that come in uh, at 5402 U.S. Highway 92 uh, in beautiful Plant City out in East Hillsborough County. A great opportunity here in the Tampa Bay market. 801-803 Palm Avenue in Tampa. Uh, This is another great real estate listing of ours at 801 Palm and 803 uh, here in Tampa Bay. Also, 1905 Taliaferro is attached uh, to those properties. Uh, Great opportunity for investors, developers, entrepreneurs, people looking for cash flow. You can see all of our listings at PlatinumMVPTeam.KW.com. And 
And joining us later in the show as well, Jonathan Torres, our own executive producer here with the show, uh, going to join us in the fourth segment. But uh, let's go back to Julian. So, Julian, Children's Cancer Center, how did your uh, Ride Restore Refresh event end up going? It went incredible, Brandon. We were able to raise $110,000. Um, we had 100 nice. people come out and ride four heats of 25. We did a social distance um, event with 30 minutes of spin, 30 minutes of yoga, and then food and refreshments. It was really an amazing community-based event where everyone kind of came out and, and helped us keep fundraising for these kids. Very good. I love that. And yeah, so you guys have, have definitely been uh, challenged uh, by the, uh, you know, the, the uh, virus and the lockdowns. It's causing people all kinds of businesses to challenge, but also nonprofits are being hit hard. Right. Absolutely. Especially with the event sector. You know, a lot of our signature events we're used to hosting that raise quite a bit of our funding throughout the year have been on hold or have been pushed back or we've had to kind of reinvent some of those initiatives. Now, you, you, I hear that you might be moving to Sarasota Market as well. Is that right? Expanding into the Sarasota Market. We are. So we've been serving the Sarasota community for you know a long time because most, what people don't know is most families that live in Sarasota, if they have a child with pediatric cancer, they are being serviced in St. Pete at All Children's. There is no pediatric oncology unit in Sarasota. So we were already receiving those referrals. Um, however, our population has grown, unfortunately, in the Sarasota Manatee market. And so it's becoming a bigger and bigger need for us to get down there more often. For a lot of our families, it's really a trek for them to have to drive from Sarasota all the way to Tampa for a support group or for a counseling session or art therapy or any of the programs that we offer up here. Right. And so... You know, a lot of our programs through Zoom or different things like that, they've been able to participate in. But we've had a real need um, to get down there more often. So we started that initiative a few years ago to do quarterly groups, and it was received really well. And uh, about a year ago, we decided let's really hit the Sarasota market um, and kind of get down there more often. So we started building in roads down there. We have a satellite location where we rent a space for our families to meet during programs. And then we also rent a space where we have a, a fundraising um, manager that helps fundraise down in that area. And so uh, we're really expanding, of course, with the pandemic. It was kind of put a little bit of a halt on our plans, um, but we're pushing forward and um, we need to do this for our families. We're servicing about 40 families just in the Sarasota area. So it's a big need for us to get down there and put on more programs. Yeah, talk about the need a little bit and, and what you guys are doing. I mean, it's just such a great organization. How long have you been around in Tampa Bay as well? We've been here since 1974, so over 46 years that we've been here providing emotional, financial, and educational support through over 24 different support programs. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And the need is still there. I mean, the need is high. Cancer is not going away, uh, at least anytime soon, from what we've seen. Absolutely. You know, we always said the pandemic came and everything slowed down, but pediatric cancer certainly didn't. So we, we need to keep pushing. We need to keep fundraising and, and servicing our families. And so that's what we're really doing down at the center. Yeah, you got a great location right here in Tampa, right off of uh, Cypress uh, Street, I believe. Is that right? That's Cypress. correct. Right off Cypress in West Shore. Yep. So Champagne and Chuckers. Event. Champagne and Chuckers is our first event we're hosting in Sarasota. So it's kind of our little coming out, getting to know us. Um, what we're doing, who we are in this community, and what we're doing for people in your own backyard in the Sarasota Manatee area. So we're hosting it on April 18th. It's Sunday, April 18th from 12 to 5 p.m. It is at the Sarasota Polo Field, and every Sunday they host a polo game. So in conjunction with them, we have rented the clubhouse, 
You can purchase tickets on our website, champagneandchuckers.com. You also can go to our, our main website, childrenscancercenter.org, um, to read more about the event. Your tickets are $125, and they include food, drinks, and the polo match. It's going to be a really fun event where you get to kind of entertain yourself, learn about the center, um, and we're going to have some of our kids there. We're going to have a bunch of different activities and entertainment, um, and it's just a great way for us to get out there in front of a, a community that might not know us well yet. Yeah, I love that. I've, I have not been to a polo match. I, have, I might have to come and join you there. Bring the you will, you down. should, absolutely. Yeah, that looks like a fun time. I mean, polo is an interesting sport, and you don't hear much about it, uh, you know, through the mainstream stuff, but that's a, you know, and what a great event, you know, to join join hands and, and really, you know, kind of help the children in need. That's a, a big need, I believe. Yes, absolutely, definitely. We're excited to get down there. And, and, you know, we're all about creating fun experiences for our guests where they feel that, they have a great day, they have, you know, it, but they are also giving back to a community. So it's just kind of mixing that up and, and not doing those traditional events that everyone else does. We really try to spice it up and make it fun. And so you enjoy yourself and you come back and you get to feel good about what you donated to. Yeah, that's a fun event. I've, I've heard uh, good things about the uh, Polo Classic out there as well. And that that's out towards uh, Plant City or, or uh, out east, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Yes, that, that's our charity polo classic. That's put on by a five hundred one c three. They have their own board, and we're the main beneficiaries, amongst other nonprofits uh, that benefit from that event. We've been with them for ten years um, out in Plant City. That's also a really uh, amazing event that they put on out there. Yeah. And what about the Wine, Women, and Shoes event? Is that has that still on, or has that been postponed? So we postponed in November 2020, um, but we will be back November 2021. So we will be back this November. We had to skip a year, of course, because of the pandemic. Um, But we will definitely be back in November of 2021, and we're looking forward to that. That, of course, is our signature event. It's our biggest event of the year. It's where we raise most of our funds, and so we'll definitely be back this year. Yeah, that's a really neat event. That was a fun event. I was able to emcee that a few years ago and had a great time meeting everybody. And, and just what a what a fun time it comes in uh, with Children's Cancer Center. Uh, what else do we need to know, um, Julian? What else can our listeners do maybe to help out? By the way, Children's Cancer Center here on the show. Julian Bourbon, uh back on the show as well, a longtime friend of the program. You know, talk a lot about supporting local businesses, local nonprofits here uh, through the Tampa Bay area. Uh, Children's Cancer Center, definitely one of the best here in the Bay Area, Julian. Well, thank you. We appreciate it. You know, there's so many ways for everyone to get involved. If you go to our website, um, childrenscancercenter.org, you can kind of see all of the different initiatives we have going on. If you follow us on social media, um, there's so many ways to get involved as a volunteer, as someone who puts on an event for us, as someone who attends an event that we put on. There's just so many alternatives and options. And, you know, we're always looking for new ideas, new initiatives who are local nonprofits. So, Without our community, we don't function. So we're always looking for people to come in and help and and kind of, you know, create new ideas with us. All right, my friend. Well, thanks so much. We appreciate you spending some time here with us. Children's Cancer Center, Julian Barbon. Support the good guys here in Tampa Bay. Thanks, Julian. Thanks, Brandon. Have a great day. Hey, my pleasure. You as well. All right, coming up, attorney Millie Athanason here uh, on the Consumer Quarterback Show. We're going to talk about family law and divorce situations, children's issues and children's rights uh, here on the Consumer Quarterback Show, as well as later in the show, Jonathan Torres is going to be joining us as well on air. And our feel-good story of the day, the American Eagle population has quadrupled since 2009. Stay with us, Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com. Hey, I'm Ken Shamrock, and you're here with Consumer Quarterback Show. 
show. And I say, Brandon Rhymes, knock out your competition. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. Hey, Brandon Rimes here, owner of the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. Also, your host of the Consumer Quarterback Show right here on AM860 to answer residential listings in Hillsborough County, giving you your market update, latest data here from the Mid-Florida Regional MLS. In January, the inventory went down again, 2292 in January, down to February, 1963 units available. Inventories down. Residential sales are up. So in January, 1798 properties were available for sale. And if you take that number, Number into February, 2015 properties have sold. The absorption rate is 97.4%, and it's a 1.03 month supply of inventory. Again, a strong seller's market. So if you're looking to buy, sell, or invest, right now would be a great time for move up buyers, by the way, uh, because you're taking advantage of less inventory. Uh, also, uh, at higher price points, you have less competition. So reach out. We'd love to talk to you. 813 750 0550. Call or text our hotline 813 750 and for all of our listings, you can see PlatinumMVPTeam.KW.com. That's PlatinumMVPTeam.KW.com. And if you'd like more information about our radio and TV show, you can go to ConsumerQB.com. That's ConsumerQB.com. Make it a great day. Please go out there and do something kind for one another and perform a random act of kindness. We'll see you next time. My friends, when choosing a listing agent to sell your home, their track record is critically important. Dennis Prager here for Brandon and Lindsey Rimes, owners of Platinum MVP Team at Keller Williams Real Estate. They're consistently rated by the MLS in the top 1% of all Tampa Bay realtors, and that's a big deal. Brandon and Lindsey are always among the top realtors in the state. Call them today at 813-750-0550. Find them at PlatinumMVPTeam.KW.com. You're listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. Online at ConsumerQB.com. And we're back. Brandon Rhymes here. Consumer Quarterback Show Top 1% Ranked Realtor Team here in Tampa Bay. My wife, Lindsay, and I own a top real estate team out of 25,000 realtors in Tampa Bay. We're in the top 1%. i got a hot property listing here, 602-1602 East MLK. Uh, right here in Tampa Bay, Gills Body Shops available uh, for purchase. This is a great opportunity to own an existing business. Been in business 45 years now. Corner location, corner lot, large industrial building, uh, commercial intensive zoning, great location, uh, easy access to I-275 and I-4, 1602 East MLK, Gills Body Shop available for purchase now. Any of our commercial buyers out there, let me know. We can schedule a showing for you. Also, another uh, commercial business available at 604 East Morgan Street in Brandon. Uh, 604 East Morgan Street is a professional office building opportunity uh, currently occupied by a doctor's office. Uh, Could it be easily converted to a daycare or something along those lines? Something similar. You can see all of our listings at PlatinumMVPTeam.KW.com. And we want to give a shout out to our uh, contributor here, one of our 
uh, business owners here in Tampa Bay. Victor and his team uh, do a great job. Chad Irrigation. Reach out to Chad Irrigation for all your irrigation needs. Uh, they actually hooked my family's home up to the lake. So you're pulling water out of the lake rather than uh, you know spending money on city water, etc. Victor and his team do a great job. Chad Irrigation, access uh, the lake water and, and uh, you know any kind of uh, irrigation services that you need at your property. They've been around for a long time. Facebook.com forward slash Chad Irrigation. Uh, you can find them there as well. All right, back here in studio, we're going to the phone lines here. Millie Thanison, attorney Millie Thanison, that is. Welcome back. Thank you again. This is great. I was going to talk a little bit about time sharing today. Time sharing. Okay. I like it. Let's dive right into it. So yeah, a lot of times it's one of the, you know, the tough situations that happens in life is you you don't plan on it, but it happens, you know, it's over 50% now the divorce rate uh, in America. um, And yeah, the children are kind of stuck in the middle. Uh, Absolutely. And traditionally we always called it uh, custody and visitation. Those were kind of the terms used uh, to describe what happens during, let's say, a divorce or even a paternity action. But now we call it parental responsibility and time sharing. And uh, I think part of that, the reason was to get away from the old notion that, you know, mothers always had custody and dads had visitation. Uh, By having shared parental responsibility, the court is saying no, or the legislature is saying no, we're going to put everybody on equal footing. And we're going to encourage the parents to work together that we're just not having kids with moms and, and dads are kind of left out in the cold, that we want the dads to co-parent the, the children as well. So that's part of the reason why the legislature switched from, um, you know, from the terms custody and visitation. And in Florida, our time-sharing uh, schedule is, is dictated in part under Statute 6113, and um that's the statute number. And we don't have like a prescribed time sharing schedule. Uh, a lot of people think when they come in the office, they say, well, you know, I'm, I'm the dad. So what do I get like every other weekend or something? No, it, it doesn't necessarily work that way. Every family is different. And that's why they have a, a document called the parenting plan that we prepare that kind of sets forth the ground floor for time sharing between the parents. And what that means is that obviously as parents, you want to be flexible because obviously people have changes in their schedule, something comes up, so they may not be able to adhere to the exact schedule that's in the parenting plan. So what they say is that that's the baseline or the floor so that if the parents can't agree on anything else, that they utilize what's in that parenting plan as as the set schedule. So... Um, with parents being on equal footing, you know, does that mean that parents get shared custody or, or shared visitation, like uh, right down the middle, 50% for mom and 50% for dad? And the answer to that is no, because it depends on the needs of the child or children and also on the availability of the schedules of both parents. I mean, you can have one parent that's in the military serving overseas, or you can have one parent that has to work very long hours or has, uh, like, people in healthcare usually have, like, four-day schedules at, you know, 12-hour shifts and stuff like that. So whatever the needs of, of the, the parents are coupled with the needs of the children – 
and also coupled what has gone on historically between the parents to a degree, those are all factors that the courts kind of look at in determining uh, where a child is going to spend the majority of their time and what the time-sharing schedule would be. Yeah, um, yeah that's an, when you look at that. Also, isn't there a term, the custodial parent? Isn't there that where that is determined? Yeah, well, they, they did call it custody or custodial parent, but now we call it majority time sharing. Mm, okay. That's the term of art that we utilize now. Again, trying to make it more on the footing that we want both parents to be very much involved in the lives of the children. So we don't want to say that one person has custody, that they're in charge, and the other is kind of like the the you know, the lower-ranked parent. We mm-hmm. don't want to have that. We want both parents to stand on equal footing as far as making decisions for their children, are, you know, are concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and what that means when we talk about shared parental responsibility, it means that parents need to confer with each other about all decisions affecting the lives of their children. So, other words, medical care, dental care, orthodontic care, extracurricular activities, um, vacation planning, um, who's going to pay for the cell phone or should the child even have a cell phone, right. you know, whatever. Those are all issues that parents, they want parents to confer about, not just one parent making the decision and then dictating the rule to the other parent. Yeah, exactly. And, I think you, you probably see that happen quite a bit. What, what's your, the the cell phone? What's the consensus out there? At least you know from your clientele, are they what age are they allowing the the kids to have a cell phone? You know, there's really no no mandate of of when a child needs a cell phone. Again, it also is going to vary by uh, by parent and and family and what's been going on customarily in the household prior to the divorce ensuing. Um, sometimes, you know, a child may need a cell phone because they, they have to, let's say, text their parent when they're, you know, on their way home or when they need to come pick the child up. So there could be needs or reasons why a child has a cell phone. But it, let's say if there's a couple that says, well, we don't believe that children should, you know, have cell phones till you know, the age of 12. Well, right. the court's not going to say that the parents are making bad decisions. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, again, it, it, it's really up to the parents to determine whether a child should have a cell phone um, or or not. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, you know, and as I said, every family is kind of different on that. The most important thing I think with co-parenting is the majority. If you can have a unified front in the presence of the children, that is probably your best option because. This way, you know, when children, typically in divorce, you know, they always try to test the waters with each parent. So if mom says no, they're going to go to dad and vice versa. Right. And and what they'll say is, well, you know, my so-and-so said that, you know, you're bad or you're this. So then that parent gets offended and may give in or something like that. Well, when you have a unified front, it it you know, immediately dissipates the child's or children's ability to play one parent against the other. Yeah, that's the oldest trick in the book, isn't it? Children it playing is. parents against each other and, you know, using using their, uh, you know, I think, and that kind of comes to a root question, too, is is do children, are they, are they naturally born uh, to be, you know, somewhat deviant, right? 
<laughs> we, I think, I'm, you know, we are. We, we, we developed those. Nobody had to tell us to go, you know, to, to figure that stuff out. It was a natural way to do it. Yeah, and I think, too, you know, because the divorce rate is as high as you've, as you've mentioned, you know, kids talk when they're in school and, and, you know, one kid will say to the other, well, you know, my mom did this and my dad did this and so forth and so on. So they kind of learn from each other. Hey, we'll be right back after this short break. Millie, stay on with us if you can, and uh, we'll be right back. Law offices of Millicent Athanason here on the Consumer Quarterback Show talking about divorce, family law, some of those child care uh, custody issues as well. And I'm uh, starting that journey of fostering, my wife and I are, so I want to kind of ask you a little bit about some of that as well. And Plus, our feel-good story of the day, American Bald Eagle population has quadrupled since 2009. Stay with us. Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com. This is Chris Voss, former F. We had lead hostage negotiator and owner of the Black Swan Group. And you're listening to Consumer Quarterback Show, hosted by my friend Brandon Rice. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. Listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, online at consumerqb.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813-670-7372. All right, welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. We want you to think about our show as the hub of your financial, your business will, uh, your health will. We've got health experts, attorneys, uh, CPAs, all types of financial advice here, home services as well uh, here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. So think about this show as the hub of your, your wheel and each Each one of those spokes extending out representing another one of our on-air expert contributors that we bring on the show and we uh, interview and we talk about current events, things happening here in Tampa Bay, local uh, business owners interviewing about their businesses. And sometimes we mention scams and things that you want to look out for. Be careful out there. A lot of stuff happening, of course, in the tech space. Uh, but save our hotline number at some point. You may need us. 813-750-0550. You used to call me on my cell 813-750-0550. Call or text the hotline. Also, consumerqb.com. You can see links there to all of our expert contributors at consumerqb.com. Our goal is to help you understand your buying decisions, make you more street smart here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. All right, we got some hot property listings here in Tampa Bay. 1010 Bay Esplanade. This is a Clearwater Beach listing. It's on the north side of Clearwater Beach, and it's a Millionaire's Road there. Just a great opportunity to be in that club on the north side of the beach. Parallel uh, the, is the community, and this is 1010 Bay Esplanade. Beautiful property. Got a separate mother-in-law suite, private third-story uh, sun deck there overlooking the beautiful intercoastal waterways in Gulf of Mexico. Just a short walk to the beach, and you can see all of our listings at PlatinumMVPTeam.KW.com. And this segment is brought to you by Golf Cart Depot, a.k.a. Discovery Golf Cars. And for business or recreation, it seems like everybody's getting a golf car these days. Uh, lots of makes and models available. Got the Easy Go, the Star EV, Cushman, uh, new and pre-owned. Uh, you can rent or buy. They also offer financing and mobile repair. 
Tampa and Clearwater locations. Check them out. DiscoveryGolfCars.com. Make sure you let them know the real estate quarterback sent you. All right, back to the phone lines. Millie Athanason on the show. Attorney Millie Athanason, that is. And today we're talking a little bit more specifically into family law and the divorce process, but you also cover uh, other areas of law. Is that right, Millie? Yes, I do. I um, handle personal injury cases as well, and I also do some estate planning. So that's the the scope of my practice. Very good. Very good. Estate planning as well. So on the family law side, what was there anything else that you wanted to mention or you wanted to talk about? Oh, yes. You know, I, again, I really want to stress that judges prefer when you're going to court on a divorce that you've placed the needs of the children first. And if you can work out a time-sharing schedule between yourselves, that's obviously the preferred method. If you can't do it, that's what the courts are there for. That's their job. They will make a decision. You may not like the decision that a court renders, but they will make a decision. Um, I always say that if you can work it out, that is your best way um, because it's really when you work it out yourselves, you're making a schedule in accordance with the lives of the family, what you all do, you know, whether, you know, if little Johnny is in soccer, you're taking into account his extracurricular activities as well as his, you know, school. So that's wonderful. The other thing is you also want to make sure that you coordinate on issues such as medical care or orthodontic care. One of the arguments I hear all the time is, you know, little Johnny needs braces and -and so-and-so doesn't want to pay for them. What do I do? And usually um, we will address that in a parenting plan or in the final judgment of dissolution of marriage as to who's going to pay any uncovered medical expenses and, you know, how, what process you're going to use to do that. Um, but again, if the parents confer about it beforehand, there's a good possibility that maybe they'd be able to work it out as opposed to have to run back to court every time something happens. Courts don't really want to micromanage time-sharing between parents. They would like to see parents do it themselves, but will get involved, obviously, if they can't agree. As I said, that's, that's their, their job. Um, the, the court looks at a lot of factors. There's like a list of factors that the court looks at in making a, a time-sharing or parenting plan arrangement and determining who's going to get majority time-sharing and also um, what that schedule will be. And one of the things is which parent is likely to be more flexible and put the needs of the children first. So, you know, if, if you, let's say dad calls mom and says, well, you know, I can't make it there by 7 PM. I'm going to be running late. I'll get there by 9 PM. And mom's like, well, no, I I have other plans. You can't do that. You know, again, Everybody's going to have some sort of a, a, a glitch in the scheduling from time to time. And the court wants to know who is going to be much more flexible. They don't want to see rigid parents. They want to see more flexibility amongst the parents because they feel that that's in the best interest of, of the child or the children. Yeah. Um, you know, they also want to know who's going to be more communicative and who's going to foster a relationship with the other parent. In other words, which parent is the least likely to badmouth the other parent in the presence of the children? Courts really don't like when parents disparage each other in front of the kids. Yeah, that's such a and, such an important part. So communication being key, 
having uh, a, a bit, you know, kind of put on your negotiator hat. You know, we've talked about negotiation on this show from time to time. And when you, when you think about that, it's it's an idea of having, uh, you know, uh, empathy. You know, the, the more empathy you can have for the other side. And I know what you're thinking. Wow, this is, you know, this is uh, somebody that I don't agree with. We actually try to make a marriage work. It didn't work. You have a divorce, obviously, a situation, and there's a lot of emotions involved. But the more that you can utilize that, it's going to open up conversation. It's going to help you move to a common ground. And, uh, you know, thinking from the other side's perspective, uh, Millie, I think, is something that people are missing the point on. Uh, And if you just joined us, we're talking with attorney Millie Athanason here on the Consumer Quarterback Show, law offices of Millicent Athanason here as well. So, yeah, talk about that, you know, importance of having empathy for the other person. Absolutely. And having respect for them, too. And again, you know, being flexible and courts like to see that a parent is being reasonable. If somebody's very rigid, they don't really like to see that, that they don't think that's beneficial to the children. So I I always say err on the side of reasonableness whenever you can. Yeah, absolutely. Be reasonable. Think about think it through. Don't have the rash arguments and, and also be careful about what you put in writing. You know, even on social media, a a lot of times you see the social media stuff coming to bite people, you know, you know how that goes. Oh, absolutely. I can't tell you how many times Facebook is is used. You know, somebody will have pictures of themselves having a grand old time, you know, uh, drinking beers at a party and posting the pictures on social media. And they're in the middle of a custody dispute. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And that can be used against you, as they say, in a court of law. And yeah. it, can, it can come back and hurt you that, you know, so how important it is to you to get those likes? Is it to you to get those likes uh, on your Instagram Absolutely. or your Facebook? Yeah. And then also a lot of people use social media as a venting avenue. So they're, they're going to post whatever's on their mind. If they're angry at the other parent or at, to the situation that's going on, exactly. that's a big no, no. Like, <laughs> do yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> be careful. Be careful yeah, about you what you post. That's for sure. Yeah, you'd be, you'd be surprised how many people you give them that advice, and then they still do it anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like a short, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like the the uh, the short memory in certain cases. Uh, so, so Millie, when you talk about family law, what's the what's the key takeaway from this? Well, I would say the the key takeaway again is that word reasonableness. Try to deal with the other parent if you're going through a dispute, and whether you're going through a divorce or if it's a paternity action because you're you're not married but you have a child together. Try to work with the other parent and be reasonable to try to set your own schedule because I always find that people are much happier with a time sharing schedule that they work on together as opposed to the court imposing one on them. I always right. say when a judge makes a decision, neither party is going to be a hundred percent happy. Right. Exactly. All right. How can they find you, Millie? Yes, that is at one eight three three ask Millie and that's A S K and then M I L L Y. My office is located right on Little Road in Newport Ritchie, but we can meet anywhere and thanks to Zoom and, and other um uh, avenues we can basically meet a, a lot of different ways now yeah exactly and a lot of a lot of stuff is getting done even if it comes to the lawsuits and the court cases uh, via zoom is that right 
Oh, that is correct. Depositions, mediations, court hearings. I, I just had a telephonic hearing right before I got on the air. Um, and it, there's like hearing lines set up now, stuff that prior to COVID never happened. Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Millie. Always a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to be here. And you guys have a great rest of your week. All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. All right. Law offices of Millicent Athanason uh, on the Consumer Quarterback Show, one of our legal analysts, and she always does a great job on the program. And uh, stay with us. We're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, we're going to jump into our feel good story of the day. Talk about the bald eagle population, how it's growing. And also uh, I'm going to talk with uh, Jonathan Torres here. He's a show producer as well. He's going to join us on air. And we got an interesting uh, story uh, LinkedIn that I saw, LinkedIn post I saw of the uh, top uh, industries per it's the value of the industry's top selling product per state. So it breaks it down in billions. And a lot of people probably assume that Florida is the old, well, it's the hospitality and, and uh, you know, that type of industry. It's not. It's actually going to be surprising for you. Stay with us. Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com. Thanks for listening to my daddy's show. For more information, go to ConsumerQB.com. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. Hey, Brandon Rhymes here with your real estate market update. Owner of the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty with your Pasco County residential listings update on the market. Got the latest data here from the multiple listing service, the Mid-Florida Regional MLS. Okay, inventory is low as we know, but it actually dropped again in February. In January, we have 1,202 properties. And in February 2021, we're down to 1,043 properties available for sale in Pasco County. Now, come on down and you look at the uh, properties that have sold, those numbers are up. 976 properties in January sold compared to 1,046 in February that sold in all of Pasco County residential sales. So if you divide the sold by the listed, that's 102%, 100.2% absorption rate and a one-month supply of inventory. Strong seller's market, great opportunity. And I've got lots of vacant land also if you're looking to build. Uh, we have some opportunities there for vacant land throughout the area, Tampa Bay area. 813-750-0550. Please call or text our hotline 813-750-0550 and also consumerqb.com is our radio and tv show info consumerqb.com or platinummvpteam.kw.com you can see our listings there and also reach out through the website at platinummvpteam.kw.com brandon rhymes here thanks so much we greatly appreciate your support have a wonderful day talk to you soon My friends, when choosing a listing agent to sell your home, their track record is critically important. Dennis Prager here for Brandon and Lindsay Rhymes, owners of Platinum MVP Team at Keller Williams Real Estate. They're consistently rated by the MLS in the top 1% of all Tampa Bay realtors, and that's a big deal. Brandon and Lindsay are always among the top realtors in the state. Call them today at 813-750-0550. Find them at PlatinumMVPTeam.KW.com. You're listening to the consumer quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. 
online at consumerqb.com. And we're back. Brandon Brian's Consumer Quarterback Show featuring our real estate listings live on air to help our sellers profit more on the sale of their real estate property. 1780 Clearwater Largo Road uh, right here in beautiful Tampa Bay. This is a great opportunity for business owners. Uh, commercial building, corner lot location, 1780 Clearwater Largo Road. Uh, beautiful property right here in Tampa Bay. A great commercial listing of ours right here in the market. 304 East Waters Avenue also is another vacant land listing that we have. We've got about 15 other vacant land uh, properties available, ranging from 41 acres down to small uh, buildable lots uh, here uh, in Tampa Bay. Uh, You can see all of our listings at PlatinumMVPTeam.KW.com. Okay, every day we tell you something good in our feel-good story. Tell me something good. All right, so the American bald eagles are now thriving, according to a new report by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. The number of American bald eagles has more than quadrupled since uh, 2009, uh, with an estimated 316,000 soaring over the lower 48 states. Government scientists said in the report, uh, "This is a truly this is truly a historic conservation success story." Uh, the U.S. Secretary of the Interior Deb Holland uh, has said in a news briefing. And, quote, the bald eagle has always been considered a sacred species to American Indian people. And similarly, it's secret, uh, sacred to our nation. The strong return of this treasured bird reminds us of, of our nation's uh, shared resilience and importance of being responsible stewards of our lands and waters that bind us together, uh, end quote there. So, yeah, good news. The population is increasing. And, uh, wow, awesome. we got a couple right on our lake. We live on Lake Tarpon here in Tampa Bay, so it's beautiful. You see, uh, you know, sometimes coming out, and you know, the lakes, uh, you know, they're grabbing fish out of the lake. And uh, just a really cool scene to have, uh, you know, in your backyard. So love the wildlife of all types. Grew up in South Florida, so hunting and fishing and is a big part of my life and uh, really enjoy that. So shout out to all the conservationists out there taking care of uh, the environment and, and doing their part uh, right here in you know, in Tampa Bay and beyond. So it's such a, you know, a challenging time for some industries. You hear about the uh, plastics in the oceans and things like that. So, you know, do the small things that you can try to be a force for good, as we say uh, here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. All right. We got our executive producer, Jonathan Torres, joining us in studio. Welcome in, my friend. Hey, weird to, weird to be on this side of the table. Yeah, right. We, hear these, <laughs> we got some jets going on over here, too. We're, about, yeah. we're located in South Tampa by the airport. So we've got a, a radio station by the airport and you hear yeah. these planes every now and then. Well, I think we got some flight wings uh, visiting over at McDill. Okay. And so I think they're doing touch and goes here at Tampa International back to McDill. And, Sounds like it. Yeah, which which also kind of gets me pumped up because uh, the uh, sun and fun is right around the corner, oh, yeah. too, over in Lakeland. Uh, and, uh, man, there's nothing like, like a good air show. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I used to go on the boat sometimes, Freedom Boat Club. And I'd go out in South Tampa, and they would have it right there on the just south of Gandy. Yeah, at the at McDill, that was really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean the 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 one they do at McDill is also amazing. But a lot of people don't know the Sun and Fun is actually the second largest air show in the country. Wow, is that um, in Lakeland there? In Lakeland, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I guess uh, Blue Angels are going to be coming this year, uh, wow. which is always un- uh, unbelievable. I mean, I grew up watching them uh, down in South Florida, and uh, it just never gets old. Yeah, it really it's it's amazing. Uh, so I kind of teased before the break, so I want to lead off with this, mm-hmm. but the value 
CEO of the industry. So uh, I came across this on a friend's post. It says, did you know Florida's top industry is not tourism slash hospitality, you know, i.e. accommodation and food. It's actually machinery and mechanical appliances. Did you also know that Florida has more tech jobs than construction jobs? Huh. Florida has established itself as a hub for aerospace and life sciences. So it's pretty cool. It's got this infographic here. And if you click on that, it says the value of industry's top-selling products in the billion-dollar range. So Florida, our number one uh, seller is machinery and mechanical appliances, $7.6 billion worth. Yep. And that's also heavy out in California, Oregon, Idaho, mm-hmm. uh, Arizona, Nevada. Uh, and then, you know, it goes from all the different states. So up in the, you know, up northeast, you got Maine uh, that has uh, fishing industry. And then uh, Texas, another big one is mineral products. Uh, and that's the same as uh, Montana and um it's like North Dakota over there. Well, so, yeah, it's interesting to see all these different places. Yeah, and I've been fortunate to kind of be at the front lines of some of that. You know, when I were, was working at Senator Rubio's office, you know, I got to spend a lot of time in Pasco County. The county commission there has made an unbelievable effort to bring in more of these type of uh, trade jobs, you know, a lot of mechanical jobs, technology jobs. Yeah. I mean, if you go up to Veterans, there's some unbelievable fac- facilities, including Mettler Toledo, which is an international company. Yeah. Um, they bought uh, the Toledo company, which makes the scales that you see at Publix. Yeah, you yeah. know. Uh, well, the Mettler company also makes these incredible devices that scans food for like foreign particles and things like that. Wow. Um, and so here in Pasco County, uh, they have their international hub for like customer service and repairs and that sort of thing. Uh, also, if you go out south of Orlando International Airport, yep. um, you see there's huge Whirlpool facilities out there. You see yeah. that the you know there's there's a lot of manufacturing going out there. So Again, very consistent with what you just said. And then in terms of aerospace, University yep. of Central Florida has made unbelievable investments in in their technology park, you know, right there attached to the southern end of their campus, yep. uh, working with these aerospace companies. And we even have some of those here in the Tampa Bay area as well. And and so it's kind of been trickling in. Yeah. But now with the advent of Blue Origin and SpaceX, uh, the you know, the, the, the space industry coming back to Florida, I mean, that's, yeah. it's not surprising and it's really exciting because, you know, we need those high-level paying jobs. Yeah, and, and the migration as well from California, you know, we see it all over in the, the blue states to red states are seeing yep. that. I uh, had a great clip from a Charlie Kirk podcast, uh, one of my favorite. I mean, I'm just, I, I love this guy. He's, he's far, he's very precocious for a young man. He's 27 years old. Yeah. Listen to this clip. I want to take get your take on it. There's nothing free market. There's nothing capitalist. And guess what? Your Republican lawmakers are terrified to say what I just said. You know why? Because they're funded by those corporations. That's why. Because they celebrate big ribbon cuttings when these. And let me be very clear. And this is. And I. And, and I, by the way, what I'm saying is very provocative, intentionally so, because I know it's right. You guys got to stop accepting all these California companies into Dallas. So, like, how many more ribbon companies? I mean, what do you think? Oh, well, it's going to help with GDP. You, you, enough, okay? So property values go up for rich people in Tarrant County. Then you bring in 45,000 communists to go do computer engineering in Dallas. Is that going to make Texas more free? So the, so the, the migration patterns you're seeing, like the Menlo Park, the the, mm-hmm. the uh, um, you know the, the tech companies, of course, a lot of them are from the, some of the worst colleges teaching the worst. Austin's seeing it. Austin, Texas is seeing Austin, it. Austin, exactly. Yeah. That's where I was going. And yeah. then hopefully – in Florida, 
you know, yes, we want to create jobs, but we don't want to attract those types of people yeah. into our state. Well, and, and so far, there hasn't been any data to prove it, right? But there's lots of speculation right now that the influx of the Hollywood industry into Georgia yes. has been what has really skewed that state in a direction of going blue. Yeah. Um, and, and why they were so successful, you know, in these past, not only that runoff election, but even in the presidential election. Uh, you do. You have to be very careful, you know, and I, every Floridian I know always says, hey, if you want to come here, that's great, but leave your politics at home. You know, leave yeah. your politics at whatever state you but come from. But what's the chance of them doing that? Yeah, no, exactly. And and so, you know, we run the risk that, you know, we're fortunately, we're such a big state where even though our cities are mostly blue, yeah. uh, it's it's the, the, the you know, the, 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 the rural areas. The rural areas throughout the state, the panhandle, uh, you know, that keeps us a pretty well-balanced state. But yeah. again, Austin is incredibly terrified right now yeah. because they're seeing such a huge influx of Silicon Valley yep. and other industries come into Austin that it's going to change that balance that they have. Austin also leans liberal, but has some very strong Texas roots to it. Mm-hmm. So there's a nice balance there. Yep. Um, and and they're afraid that, that these people from the West Coast and the border states yep. are going to come in and start to change the dynamic of Austin, Texas. Yeah. Let's uh, let's go to real quick. You know, Governor Ron DeSantis doing a great job here in Florida. Oh, yeah. Uh, man, he just seems like he's always right out front taking a leadership role uh, real quick. We've got about a minute and a half left. What's the latest? Yeah, the biggest news, obviously, is that he's come out strongly as he has. He's been very, uh, you know, you'd almost think that he's running against Joe Biden already, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, because anything Biden has put out in terms of this vaccine, which, again, has been mostly oppressive in the way of lockdowns and mass mandates and things like that. Now, the latest is the vaccine passport. And yeah. Allegedly, the Biden administration is working on a vaccine passport that would be required for you to travel within the United States, which is one of the most absurd ideas I've ever heard in my life. Yep. And and it would do incredible damage to just about any industry you could think of because, yep. you know, all of a sudden, you know, whether it's tourism, whether it's uh, commerce, whether it's, you know, manufacturing, now all of a sudden you've got more regulations to jump through. And yeah. DeSantis said that he would absolutely fight it day one if they were to try to implement any sort of a national you vaccine know, You know passport. who it won't affect much? Mm-hmm. His, his big tech buddies. All yeah. the big tech and right. Amazon. That's and, why they don't care. Well, and the illegal immigrants, you yeah. know. And look, I mean, you know, I came from a family of immigrants. I'm first generation born. We all are. American. And, uh, and, and so while I understand the plight of the, of the immigrants, yeah. you know, the fact that they are being allowed to come into this country unvaccinated, yeah. uh, again, I think is atrocious. And it's uh, modern day slavery right now. They're renting oh, out yeah. children to, to further, to help their case. They get held in a different holding cell, et cetera, down at the border. It's modern day slavery happening at the Southern border for real and it's a non-crisis because he's not visiting yep. uh, unfortunately that's enough time that's all our time for today jonathan always a pleasure having you on air as well same here and uh, please go out there and consider committing a random act of kindness do something kind for one another be a force for good in the community and follow us online we will love to connect with you and continue the conversation at brandon rhymes one on instagram and twitter consumer quarterback show page and uh, the platinum mvp team at keller williams realty we'll see you next time You've been listening to the consumer quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. Whether it's real estate, consumer, or financial advice, let Brandon call your next play. Contact Brandon Rhymes at 813-670-7372. That's 813-670-7372. Online at consumerqb.com.